what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to season three, episode four now of the hashtag Are You Okay, Mate podcast. Before I go any further introducing my guest, make sure you're hitting the like and subscribe button and make sure you're hitting my socials down there. Right, today's guest is someone I consider a good friend. I say that about everyone that comes on now, actually. But um, as I said last week with Steve, over the last 12 months, I've been very blessed to meet some amazing people. And one of which is sat to my left, an amazing guy with an amazing story, Mr. Luke Newman. How you doing, mate? I'm good. Title of the podcast, Are You Okay, Mate? Mate, to be fair, I'm all good. I can't grumble. Uh, it's been a good start of the year for Mr. Newman, to be fair. Good stuff. And if you want to learn more about Mr. Newman, as well as listening to this podcast, make sure you're hitting Luke's socials down there. So, Luke, for people listening to this, people watching this who don't know who you are, first and foremost, go and educate yourself to find out who this wonderful man is. But secondly, just introduce yourself, man. Tell them who Luke Newman is and what he stands for and what he's all about. Yeah, well, I uh, was born and raised in Sandy Bevshire. I'm now 41. don't know where it's going. Uh, now I'm living in Potton with um, my beautiful wife and three amazing children. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been around the area all my life. Yeah. I've always thought about moving away, but I've always come to that conclusion that I, you know, I love being around here now, and I think I'll be staying here for, for life until I'm old and grey and move to uh, the, the seaside to eat more cod and chips, I think. Old and grey uh Great. Uh, Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to have somebody with some hair on after last week. You know, uh, with absolutely. You and Steve, yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like an uh, old version of right said Fred <laughs> sat up here. Right, I don't know what one I was. Mate, the better we look at you, mate. So, um, mate, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, this yeah. podcast, this conversation. Now, obviously, me and you met through this wonderful community, which is Shifties. Big shout out to Shifties for putting us in the studio today. Um, can't thank them enough and yeah it just blows my mind every week when I come in here with these amazing people yeah so me and you met probably about a year ago now right yeah. and when I say met we get thrust uh, in together on the live yeah, and did. it and it turns out that we have very similar stories mm. in a sense that we are both on the same mission absolutely um, and what I want to talk to you about to start with is own experiences and why you are so passionate about what you do. Mm. Well, I unfortunately lost my mum. Uh, come up to seventeen years ago, she passed away of ovarian cancer. Right. But um, me and my mum weren't just mother and son; we were best friends as well. Yeah, mum um, and dad separated when I was thirteen. Unfortunately, you know, um, and my sister already moved out. My brother had just gone to university. It was just me and my mum. So I was thirteen. Know starting with teenage years, my mum had to start a life again. Yeah. You know, starting as a single lady. Um, so we grew up together really. So yeah. she was my best mate. We used to go drinking together. She used to work at my local pub as well. So nice man. Um, when I was playing for the pub football team, um, she was behind. The, she was working behind the bar for the football club as well. So she was everyone's mum as well. So when she passed away, it was a massive loss for not just for me for. A, our family and a lot of our friends as well. It's yeah. awful. Um, so obviously that left me a massive load of grief um, and coming along with anxiety as well. And not after writing journals, which I like to do, um, started to work out it left me with OCD as well. I was always checking for things. So from, for instance, I remember just seeing a, um, a standing policeman with one of the speed cameras. Yeah. Thought he caught me, even though I knew he hadn't. Yeah. I drove all the way to work 20 minutes away, had to drive back to speak to him to check that I hadn't got 
Um, oh, crikey. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, that left me with grief and anxiety and OCD, but then unfortunately, again, nearly seven years ago, I lost my sister to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So again, all that's coming on top, grief, anxiety again, but I can always be open with it. I can tell my family, my friends, strains on the street. Really can. Not, I'm always open with my mental health illness. And that's what I've got. I've got a mental health illness. 100% that you've hit the nail on the head. It's an illness, right, bro? And yeah. it's, it's something we should t- should talk about. And there's something that I admire about you. Well, there's many things I admire about you. But one of the things that I absolutely love, and you're the same as me. You're a father to boys. Yeah. Now, talk to me about your mental health check-ins with your kids. Ah, yeah, so I do. I have, I have weekly, maybe even more than a weekly check-in, especially with what we're going through at the moment in the world, with COVID and all the war in Ukraine now as well. It's, I have check-ins for my boys. So I sit them down and I say, how are you feeling at the moment? And it's always open book. It's a conversation, right? It's a conversation, and it has to be like that. And I said, nothing's off limits. You yeah. know, if they're worried about changes in their body or changes in their lifestyle, you know, bullying at school or anything at school yeah. or anything they're worried about, you come and tell me how you're feeling. And do you know what's amazing? By allowing that conversation, this is the way I look at it, because I do the same with my boys. So mm. I've got I've got a 12-and-a-half-year-old and a 9-year-old. Now, with my 12-and-a-half-year-old, I do have this conversation a lot more with him. He suffers with some form of anxiety. Um, and when I first really discovered it was in the summer, we, 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 this year as a family we've been through it. And being the dad that I am, I was like, right, what can I do to help this situation? Because that's what we want to do as fathers. Mm. And I saw in him anxiety and I was like, mate, you've, You've got anxiety, and and without frightening him, I was like, I was just sat him down one night, and I was like, well, listen, just talk to me, tell me everything, mm. and the beautiful thing by doing that and encouraging them conversations at that age is, not only are they going to have them in the home, and like this is just my thought and this is my hope, that later on in life they'll have them with their friends, mm, absolutely. So, so if they spot it in one of their yeah. pals, they're going to go look. Are you okay? Like, do you want to talk? Like, it, it, it's fine. We can talk about this. And, yeah, man, I just love the fact that you check in with your boys. Do your boys check in with you, though, Luke? Do they go, how are you doing, Dad? Do you know what? They've started to. Nice, Because man. we now have that conversation. I mean, it's been regularly for months and months, maybe even a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Nice. And I tell you what, my wife does it as well. We both have check-ins with each other as a yeah. uh, as, uh, husband and wife, but also as uh, mother and father as well. Of course. We have to do that. Um it's a scary world at the moment, and we all have to check in with one another. Of course, it is a scary world. And one thing I want to say is my thoughts are with absolutely everyone in Ukraine at the minute. And, yeah, it's just it's an awful place, and my thoughts and prayers are with you all. Um, yeah, no, it's cool, man. I, I, like, I love what you do with, with, with the kids and and the, um, the, the checking in and the just encouraging a normal conversation. Yeah. And that's what it should be, right? Just a oh, normal absolutely. conversation. And as a family, which is supposed to be the most supportive unit that you can come across, 100% is something that we should talk about. Right, so, next thing I want to talk about, man. One of the amazing things you do is you started a group. Yeah. So, for those out there that are listening and watching, tell them what it's called and what it does. So, in December 2019, Christmas Eve it was, you know, I was getting ready for Father Christmas to come down the chimney, and I thought, I want to try and start something where men can start talking a bit more openly. Of course. So I formed for men to talk. Yeah. 
And I thought straight away, I put it on Facebook. Did, did a Facebook company page for me to talk. Yeah. Shared it with friends and put over a few of the local uh, town groups. Yeah. And it got massive traction straight away. Like men getting hold of me, but also like girlfriends and wives and relations going, this is exactly what my husband needs, my partner needs, my friend needs. So I thought, right, okay, in January, we'll, uh, January, February, we'll put on a, a group in my local cafe, Jones's Cafe and Biggles Way. It's big up, so they're amazing. Um, and I thought, you know, three or four men for the door would be great. Yeah. I had like 23 men for the door. That your first one my had 23 men? Yeah, I was like, That's amazing. I was like, oh my word, this is just unreal. It was brilliant. So that's the whilst that's brilliant, like yeah. I love that. I'm looking at it from a different angle. Mm. For me, that just screams out how many men needed it. Oh yeah. And how much wasn't available to no, men. It's nothing nothing wrong, and that's nothing against the likes of CPSL Mind or, of course. or Mind Bedfordshire um, and Milton Keynes that way and Samaritans, all the amazing work they go they do, but they just want uh, somewhere to just go and talk. Yeah. Rather than not being through counselling or for their GP, they just want to talk about how they're feeling. Yeah. And that's what's been amazing with for men to talk is that it's a prevention before going to counselling, maybe. Perhaps they don't realise that they don't think they need counselling. Mm-hmm. But then perhaps when they talk a bit more, they go, actually, perhaps they do. Yeah. But then it's also, for me personally, we've been through two sets of counselling and CBT therapy. It's just uh, to carry on talking. So after my eight sessions, I wanted to go, what do I do now? Well, I want to yeah. carry on talking to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For mental talks allowed that to happen. And it's just been, it's grown massively in the last couple of years. Yeah, man. And you're, you're out there changing lives. Do you know what, this, and this is why I feel really good about myself uh, at the start of 2022, is that for the first time in a long while, I've started to praise myself. I'm really proud of the work that I'm personally doing now. 100% make sure you are, man. Yeah. You know, now we're doing virtual meetings every Wednesday and have done since the beginning of lockdown last year. Um, that's getting 16, 17 men a week, but it's not just locally. We're getting guys from New York coming on, um, um, Canada is coming on. It's just incredible. That's uh, the power of virtual. Going global. Like. I know. But then also we're doing our two physical meetings in Biggleswade a month. Yeah, We man. do our physical meetings at St. Neats down the road here at the Gold Club, which has been brilliant. And then we just started our walking event just on Biggleswade once a month. And again, that raised, you know, our first two or three. Now we've got 17 men coming every time. It's, it's just been incredible. And I, I praise myself for doing it, but I praise every single man who come through that door to do it. Of course. And that's right. That you you do praise yourself. Like I think it's one of the things that I don't know. Is it something we all do? Like when we come into this space to try and make a difference, because it comes through. Like you don't wake up well and decide to do this. No. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you might do. There might be someone yeah. out there that's never suffered with their mental health and gone. Actually, this needs doing. And fair play and big up to anyone out there that's listening and watching. If you do do this type of work and never suffered mental health off your own back, like huge big up. Mm. But. A lot of it comes from lived experience, yeah. from struggling, like me and you have. And I also find myself very fortunate because I've never been through that dark stage where, you know, for me personally, I'm scared of dying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to live forever. I'm, I am scared of dying. So I've never had that dark thoughts of taking my own life, right. which is, I, I find myself very, very lucky. Yeah. But I know it's hard for men to think like that. Some, some men go, do go for that dark route. And that's why it's so important for men to talk at an early stage. Of course. And this is it, like... This is why you do what you do. I do what I do. Mm. Steve Whitney does what he does. Alex does what he does. Absolutely. Like it's just you, uh, you. I personally think you can never say it enough. No. Like just talk. Yeah. Like yeah. Please talk, but talk early. Yeah. Like you know, look at it as a preventative measure rather than a reactive measure. Yeah. But then it's also learning from others. By you talking a big group, lots we do it for men to talk. Yeah. We learn from each other. What works for you might work for me. Of course. You know, I say the two things that I've learned 
over the last two years with doing Fermented Talk is I um, had to have enough night, um, sleep. So I have to put in practice. So, you know, I don't look at my mobile phone after a certain time. Mm-hmm. I try and read as much as I can rather than watching TV yeah. a, a, in the evenings now. Um, so that's my first thing. I always like to have my seven to eight hours sleep a night. And the other one, and um, Alex Hughes and Justin Lee will love this, uh, is my to-do list, my journal. I have to write what I'm doing during the, that day, things I want to achieve for the following day. And it could be minor things by going to Tesco to get some milk just to please my wife, you yeah. know, or for my milk in the morning, my brown flakes and my tea. Of course. Now, do you know what? I think you, that that's really important. That When I talk to people and if I ever give advice to people, one of the first questions I ask them is like, what's your routine look like? Tell me your routine. And I look, listen, what works for me might not work for other people. Absolutely. Like there is no right or wrong answer when it comes to this. There's no playbook. But one, so I don't write a to-do list, but what I do do, like I'm massive with my routine, right? I have yeah. to do the same thing every single day, Monday to Sunday. Like, there's no days off. And the first thing I do every day is go and make myself a coffee, have a glass of water, mm. then get back in bed. Okay. Right? And I get back in bed, and I just spend 25 minutes with myself. Yeah. Just taking in the world and what does today look like. Mm. And that comes from when I got unwell in 2018 when I had a breakdown through work. My day was very much out of bed, shower, suit on, coffee, go, full on at work. Yeah. And so when I got signed off work, I had to, I looked at it and I was like, and I actually spoke to a guy called Scott Hardiman and it was Scott who gave me this. And he was like, you're not allowing yourself any time to start your day. Um, and so I, I, yes, in the same way you do your journaling and your to-do list, I sit down with a coffee and try and stay off social media. Yeah. Because certainly at the minute, you don't need that as soon as you, you really wake don't. up. Um, that you, You'll get that all day. Yeah. So that first period in the day, just allow for yourself. Um, nah, man, I'm just, yeah, no, nah, it's good. It's, gu- it's good to hear. And Do you have a certain time that you get up? After you have your, co- your coffee, so you generally have to be have a certain like literally, o'clock. yeah, literally. So to the minute. So when when I've got my boys and I'm taking them to school, mm. it's quarter past seven, mm. like seven fifteen. I'm out of bed, right? Yeah, like literally, I'm out of bed, and then like because I'm ex forces, mm. like I spin round and I make my bed first thing I do. Yeah, which by the way is a game changer to anyone out there. I promise you, if you ever feel like you're not achieving anything in your life, if you're not making your bed in the morning. Make it. It sounds so simple. Oh, I do. I do. And I'll put my cushions on there. And I'll, Yeah, I'll put your cushions on there, make it, yeah, and it's absolutely. done, right? I've got them randomly. I collect Mickey Mouse teddy bears. You won't know that. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I genuinely do at 41 years old. I'm a, I love Mickey Mouse. And I put my uh, Mickey Mouses on the bed as well. Yeah, but it, it makes you feel like you've achieved something. Like absolutely, you've started yeah. your day off. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then it's 7.15, up, 180 degrees, make the bed. My eldest boy is normally up. My youngest. <laughs> oh, my. Luke. Being a dad to, to yeah. boys, you'll understand what. Yeah. Trying to get him out of a weekend, he'll get up early. During the week, trying to get him out of bed is maybe Vladimir Putin does need to <laughs> put sank in the sky. That might liven him up a little. I'm joking. Do not put anything no, in the sky, Vlad. Um, yeah, no, and yeah, I do. It's 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 about routine for me, and yeah. I think without my routine, I'd. Screwed if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm the same. Did you find during lockdown because of routine? So pre-pandemic, you had your routine that was I don't know. This is this is me mm-hmm. speaking and, mm-hmm. and lockdown stripped me of 
my routine. Yeah. And I struggled massively with that. Yeah. Like, hugely struggled. Like, was it the same with you during pandemic? Yeah, I think, I tell you what, I'm a bit more muffled about it now. I tell you what, I'm a bit more zoned out from it because it seems like a lifetime ago. Um, but, yes, it did. Uh, weight gain, of course it did. But a lot of people, I'm a, uh, again, that's probably a lot of to do with my um, mental health illness, is our company. I love food. I love the wrong kind of food sometimes as well, you know, crisps yeah. and bread and loads of stuff is not good for me. I, I, I do comfort eat quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot to do with um, lockdown. But that, yeah, I suppose the night time, I still went same that same routine. Because again, if I don't have that seven or eight hours sleep, mm-hmm. I'm a mess the next day. Yeah. Absolute mess the next day. It almost can be a write-off for me. Wow, okay. Mm. That's interesting. It's very interesting to hear. Right, so, next thing I want to talk about is for regular viewers, you may notice I have an addition on my desk today, as well as the wonderful Are You Okay, Mate? Mugs coming soon to purchase, by the way. I've got a book on here, The Mental Health Moles. Now, Luke is the author of this wonderful book. So, talk to us, man. Talk where that come from. Well, this is crazy, because I had a bit of an um, eight-month where I didn't work. I had some bit of money in, this, in the account, and I thought, I'm not going to try and work out what I'm going to do in my life. You know, my background is PR, marketing, social media. And I started writing a book about myself, an autobiography, because I don't, you know that I go on humanitarian trips to Kenya as well, and I go and help out in the slums. And So I've been writing an autobiography for a couple of years, and but all of a sudden, with, I decided with all like, the social media background I've got with Men to Talk, I decided to just design two cartoon moles, yeah. talk about mental health subjects that would go on social media posts every Monday. Yeah. Now, this was this almost came out of accident, this book, because, you know, I like to do all the challenges with, with Shifties. Again, big up Alex Hughes and the team. Um, they did a launch challenge where you could launch a business or you could launch a product. Yeah. I thought, I'm not launching another business. <laughs> so I'm not doing it. So I thought, let's launch a product. Well, what can I do? And then I, so I looked at the social media. I'd like six months. So it was like 26 pages there. I was like, yeah. wow, okay, let's redesign them. Design some more, and so it's two cartoon moles talking about different mental health subjects. I love it. I, you know, I myself, and I like. I absolutely love the book, and it's such a simple conversation. Yeah. And one thing I do love is it appeals to all ages. I love that, and I tell you what, I didn't really have an age. I always thought it might go back to the men because with for men to talk, you know, a lot of men could buy it, and but the kids are loving it, which is just incredible. You know, a lot of adults are putting it on their t- coffee table and the kids are opening it up and looking through in it and going, oh, I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, of course. And it starts that conversation with their parents. And yeah, a lot definitely. of this is their first conversation they're having together with about mental health. It's crazy. Good. And I think there's some very famous names with a copy of this, right? Yeah, uh, Harry Redknapp's got a copy of this. Harry Redknapp. Big up Harry. <laughs> Old Harry. Yeah. In his in his Range Rover. Crazy. It was... Um, it was <laughs> Really, really, really funny conversation that um, Pot and Bowls Club won the competition to have the fourth round of the, I think it's a Caribou Cup, what Liverpool just won, by the way, last night, big up Liverpool, um, to get the well, draw. You do, you do realise all, all my Chelsea fans are now going to unsubscribe. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm Chelsea were unlucky, to be fair to you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so Harry Redknapp was there. Uh, Mika, Re- uh, Mika Richards, Michael Richards was there as well, but I didn't get to see him. But Harry Redknapp just sped through, signing some autographs, and I just gave him my book. There you go, man. Just put it on your... Put it on, just have it. He goes, yeah. he's about to sign it. He didn't have his glasses on. I went, no, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you know, he reads it, gives it to his grandkids, gives it to Jamie Redknapp, you never know. Yeah, definitely. This is this is just it, right, mate. I'm, I'm a firm believer that the universe will work itself out. And 
whoever was meant to have that book that you gave to Harry, yeah. it'll be there. And now that's a wonderful story. And whilst we're talking about Biggles Wade and football, I'm going to throw down a challenge. Okay. Live, so there's no getting out from either of us. Yeah. I challenged you to a football match. And are you okay, mate, 11? Oh. Versus a Fermenta Talk 11. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah? Game on. You up for it? Yeah. Um, and again, I may have a contact at um, Biggles Wade as well. There you go. Because then. I tell you who has got the book is Gillian Ballant as well, who is a, um Italian journalist, but he's also Biggles Way Town's chairman as well. I'll never forgive that guy. Do you not? No, because it was him that broke the news that Gareth Bale had signed for Real Madrid ah. for eighty-six million, and I will always associate that move with that guy. So, get him involved. Yeah, absolutely, we could do as well because I've, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He's got a signed copy of my book, and he, he signed Ronaldo's book that he wrote about for my boy as well. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. So we do. Uh, are you okay, mate? Eleven versus a fermenter talk. Eleven. Alex Hughes, you're in my team. <laughs> Honestly, the shift he put in in that last... I heard he was good. Mate, I'm telling you. At one point, he was playing left back and left wing because we're all fat and old. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, my son came on and was supposed to be playing left midfield, but he just wanted to play up front. He got, got at-trick in that game, by the way. My 12-year-old yeah. lad got at-trick in a game full of men. Um, but, yeah, no. So, yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'm up for that. We'll, we'll get a date in the diary. Um, we'll, yeah, so there you go, guys. And I wanted to do that so there's no backing out. So you lovely, lovely do it live, brilliant stuff. Can't back out. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Depends, yeah, and I'm the same. So I need to now go and recruit some players. As do you. Yeah, a lot of ours are forty-year. We've even got like a seventy-four-year-old man who comes on our on our for men's talk. Actually, the uh, oldest we've ever had is eighty-four. Yeah, do you know who would be a really good guy to get involved mm. if he was up for it? Would be Wayne. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no, 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 let's do it. Let's do it, man. So. Just really briefly before we finish, you mentioned Kenya. Yeah. Talk to me about that, man, because I love that. I love what you do. Love your work out there. Yeah, so my brother works for Derby County Community Trust, and they got approached by a charity called African Adventures. Right. And they take groups of people over to African countries and go into the slums. So the kind of things you see on Comet Relief. So people got nothing, no electricity, no water. Um, so we go over there and we build classrooms in the schools. Nice. Been doing it for, uh, th- obviously we've had a couple of years off for COVID reasons. But this would be in May coming up. It would be my seventh visit. Um, it's a family thing. So my brother's been, obviously he goes every year. My, my nephews have been, uh, cousins have been, my dad goes. I took my oldest boy for a couple of times. And then the last time we went, I took my wife and my twin boys. Love so that. my twins were eight at the time. The youngest of, uh, twin, uh, the youngest boys ever to go to the charity. Now for that, it was just incredible. Because they went from filming um, Maleficent Mistress of Evil with Angelina Jolie. Where they were flying and doing another film with her. So three months of filming, getting given everything, you know, hotels, free food, got paid quite well. They went from highs to the lows of seeing what children really have got in Kenya, in, in, in the slums. So they were incredible, my boys. I could not have been proud. But all, you know, all three of them, from my oldest boy who did all the guttering for all the schools, to my twin boys who, who was playing with the kids. You know, they could speak Swahili. They couldn't speak Swahili. The kids couldn't speak English. They communicated by playing. But they also taught in lessons, they were helping building the classrooms, building the f- perimeter fences. It was just incredible. Awesome, man. Now, keep doing your thing. Keep Thank doing your much. thing. Um, so, Mental Health Moles, just um, tell people where they can get hold of it. Mental Health Moles, believe it or not, got their own social media channel. So, again, they still put out a little post out about mental health. Uh, and they're all on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. 
um, yeah, and then you can buy the book from from them socials as well. Ridiculous. Yeah, is there a mental health moles two on the way? I don't say that. If you can't put me on the spot like that, there could be something on the way. It might not be moles actually. Oh, okay. There was something I was working on before moles. Right. Um, if I get a bit of time on my hands, yeah, that might be the next. Sorry, I keep putting stuff on you, Luke. So I've, I've now I've now released a second book for you. Yeah. And opened up a football game. Yeah. No um, pressure. Nah, fair play to you, Luke. Before you go, I want to do one more thing. Now, this is new. I've got this gauntlet out here. Now, what I'm getting, what I'm doing is I'm getting my guests to come on and just sign it, leave a little message, and I'll tell you what we're doing with this gauntlet at the end when we're off air because it's going to be a surprise. Right. So whilst Luke is signing that, guys, um, make sure you subscribed on your favourite. Uh, podcast platform and on the YouTube channel. Apologies for last week's video not being up. There's some technical issues, i.e. Dafty here didn't plug the audio in. <laughs> so we've got video with no audio. Um, but yeah, Luke, appreciate you, bro. Cheers, bro. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, just keep doing your thing, man. Keep, you. keep working and now go out, find yourself a squad. We could do it this summer. I think we should do it this summer. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Summer 2022. Are you okay, mate? 11 versus a Fermenter Talk 11. Um, and Fermenter Talk's all over social media channels as well and website as well. Yeah, man. Just, just yeah. So I'm going to put all the socials on here for Luke anyway. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, keep talking. Keep reaching out. And I'll see you on the flip side.